Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 162 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. And I'm Jonah. Welcome back, Jonah. It's been a while. Hey. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me back. Love it. Yeah, anytime, yeah. anytime. Guest geek. <laughs> he's, part <laughs> of the, he's part of the lineup. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we got so much to talk about. This is It's like so much news. I don't think we're going to be able to fit everything into one show, so we will uh, try to just... Guess talk about you know the the huge huge stuff uh, the other stuff that's not very developed maybe we'll skip over but yeah there's a lot a lot to talk about but first off I want to remember Tommy Tiny Lester he was Debo from Friday and uh, yeah he just passed away unfortunately and yeah he was a great presence in my life and I'm pretty sure all of us uh, you know he always appeared in something. Dark Knight, he was in that one. Fifth Element. Okay, so what was he in Dark Knight? Because I was trying to figure that out. He was the prisoner who uh, said, give me the detonator and I'll show you what you should have done with it. And he just throws it out the window. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. And he was the president in Fifth Element. That was a cool part. I love that movie. Yeah, that is a... I have to see it again. I I love the movie. I'm sure it holds up still. Just kind of a... The 90s, right? It's just unique films here and there being made. And that one just, yeah, that was that was something special. That was just, I remember seeing it with my uncle and, you know, I don't think it was his cup of tea, but I think we both dug it, you know, it's just because he just didn't know what to expect. It seemed like just a simple Bruce Willis action movie, but there was so much more in it. It was just, you know, you're leaving the, the earth, going another planet or a cruise ship in space. But yeah, Friday, he played Debo. I first knew him as Zeus in No Holds Barred, and yeah, dude always creeped me out, just because it's just, you know, he's intense looking, and I just was, uh, you know, he was a villain in that film, so, you know, I was always like, oh, he, he's he's the villain, if you want if you want someone to play villain, it's him, so yeah, he, it was nice to see him as the president in The Fifth Element, you know, it was probably the only good character, good guy character he played. I guess you could say Dark Knight, but he was a prisoner, so I'm not sure how he got there, but uh, yeah, what are your thoughts uh, to go around? What are your thoughts on his legacy, if you will? Yeah, he, he terrified me when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and like no holds barred, and even in Friday, I mean, he was scary. I mean, he was <laughs> scary in that movie, which, but it was funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's great in like The Fifth Element, Dark Knight. I mean, everything he's done has been He's been good in, mm-hmm. uh, and it's tragic. Uh, you know, I'm sorry to hear that he'd passed away. 62 seems in this day and age so young. Did they say what the cause of death was? COVID. Was it COVID? Yeah. He had he had it like four months ago, and then he feared it was back, and it was. Uh, I think mm. they finally had the results, and that he did have it. So yeah, he, um, he didn't feel well, and he, he couldn't breathe, and he was weak. He said, and then family and friends they did a, a check on him with the authorities and they found him. So I didn't know it was COVID at the time I read it, it was the autopsy was being done, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it seems to be hitting a lot of people obviously. And it's, that's too bad. It's a good reminder is it's a good reminder because, you know, a lot of people are afraid to go 
you know, get things checked out. If you're not feeling well, mm-hmm. please, you know, don't for the sake of others, don't, don't wait. You know? Yeah. Make sure to get yourself uh, checked out. You know, worst case, you've got something, you know, serious, worse, but, very serious. Yeah. 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 But yeah. better to get, better to be proactive than reactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, you know, he, he just he popped up here and there and he did have work. You think he was doing some voiceover before he, he passed. But yeah, it was always cool to when he appeared in Dark Knight. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that guy. That's awesome. You know, I didn't ever really know his name until later on. He was a, a great presence. And yeah, he will be remembered for his uh, his great work. So, yeah, that that was a bummer. That was a true bummer. Hate hate when news like that breaks. Seems like we're losing a lot of people this year and. It's just, it's tragic. But yeah, moving on to happier things. Disney, they had their Investors Day conference, D23. And of course, you know, they reminded us all who daddy was. <laughs> Everything they just dropped on us, you know. Just an explosion of of news oh my goodness, and content. Right? Yeah, I was just like, I was telling Jonah, like, it's just, reading into this, it's all overwhelming. It's like too much. Too much candy. Too much sugar. They had major reveals for Marvel, Disney itself, and of course Star Wars. Disney Plus is a major success. It's exceeded all expectations since its launch last November. Yeah, 86.8 million subs. Wow. Yeah, and by 2024, they expect 300 to 500. Yeah, it's just going to grow, especially with all this content. You know, I think a lot of people when Disney Plus launched, The Mandalorian was the thing I think that brought most people to it. Me included, of course. Oh, my God. I mean, The Mandalorian is like, that's cross-platforms. Like, people who aren't even Star Wars fans are watching it and Mm -hmm. are saying it's good. Because it's like Western. I was, Well, yeah. I was driving some clients last night, and these little kids, you know, couldn't be more than five or six, were talking to each other. Did you see the latest episode of The Mandalorian? (laughs) And then they were were like, uh, oh, are you a bigger Mandalorian fan or Star Wars fan? And they were like. I don't know. And I just kind of chuckled to myself and I was like, well, you know, they kind of one the same, but, <laughs> but see, that just, that just goes to show how big of a reach the Mandalorian mm-hmm. made and how good it is oh, as an actual sure. show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm a big star Wars fan and it's funny because my wife is not, <laughs> and she'll sit down watching Mandalorian with us every week. <laughs> and even, the, even when like my son and I are like nerding out about some callback or Easter egg or, or something that she doesn't even know. She just rolls her eyes and then baby Yoda. She's like, Oh, baby Yoda. <laughs> well, and how, how awesome is, uh, Bubba fat in the show? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's a little bit older. He's a little bit worse for wear, but he makes this oath to, uh, the Mandalorian and, uh, and it's like he follows through and it's so much fun to watch him. And did you see the cleaned up armor this week? Yes. Yeah. God, that looked good. Well, that looked so good. That's something to ask you about. Obviously, everyone listening, this is spoiler territory, but I think most people are watching this show weekly. <laughs> like Jonah said earlier, it's so hard. You to have to watch to, it before. Like, hold off and wait for two episodes. You, oh, I know. Through, you know, I know. I, yeah. I waited like all day, and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at Facebook. I'm like, I gotta stop this. Like, I already saw, I already saw the cleaned up armor. I was like, damn it. And I know. <laughs> so I was like, I gotta go watch this show right now. I just gotta drop everything. Sorry, kids. You're gonna have to. You know, drive yourselves to wherever. I gotta. I, this is important. So, um. yeah, right. If you have to watch it, it's gonna be spoiled, and it's gonna. You're gonna hate hate it. I mean, you're gonna hate that it was spoiled. I guess is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right away, or else. 
crawl under a rock until you can. So, <laughs> but but uh, what do you guys think about the cleaned that, up armor? That's kind of controversial in a way to, to some of the people who liked the worn out armor. But I I don't mind it. It's it's going forward with the character, and that armor's been looking like shit for years. So it deserved a new paint job, in my opinion, or oh, or clean up. I, I think, you know, just like you ever notice, like every new episode of Star Wars, the droids and R2-D2 and C-3PO are all nice and shiny. Mm-hmm. And then they get all shit on. And then and then at the end, they're all nice and shiny again. <laughs> I mean, that kind of pays homage to that. Yeah, I suppose in a way. So, yeah, I, I'm totally fine with it. I actually like it because I, it's kind of like, OK, I got my armor back. I'm happy. Now I'm going to take care of it, you know, like I should have in the beginning. I think it does show like the character has grown, right? Like he's older. Mm-hmm. This is a different Boba Fett than what we had, and I think that's okay. It's just he's been through a lot yeah, of shit. So off. I think it shows that it's like kind of given him like a renewed sense of purpose. Yeah. For the, yes. for the character, I mean, this is a guy that was you know stranded on that planet for however long, looking for his armor, and then he finally gets it back. Take like a little pride in that. Give it a good wash job. I like it. I'm all for it. It looks great. It makes sense to me that the character would do that. I was really excited to see that not only did they bring back, you know, Boba Fett at all, but you've got the same actor who played Django Fett. Yes. Playing Fett, which makes all the sense in the world to me. Um, Absolutely. Uh, either stick with that. It's like, it's the greater elements of the prequels that are being explored, and I'm, I'm totally okay with because, you know, like, the prequels have a bad taste in most people's mouths, but there's aspects of them that they, they got right and that are iconic, and... Django Fett, uh, the whole uh, history there. I like. I like how he he showed the Mandalorian the encoding. You know, they expanded on the suit too, its capabilities and all that. And you finally got oh, to see the okay. missile launch, so right? Because awesome yeah, that was really cool. You go see that. That's my that's my family tree basically. And he's shooting the missile, which I think the uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jonah. The action figure is the only thing that could do that, right? Well, I'm sorry. The original action figure did <laughs> until they uh, yeah, recalled. Yeah, the, the original one that recalled or didn't release uh, had that rocket firing backpack, <laughs> which I think they took out because some kid, it wasn't even with that figure, it was a different toy, like some other, maybe Battlestar Galactica or, or mm-hmm. some other rocket fire toy, like choked it out. And so they uh, didn't end up releasing that one, as far as I know. Yeah, that's a, it's a cool callback to yeah. what he was originally supposed to be able to do with that. You know, you, you hear from, like, fans, and, and as a fan who's maybe read the comics or the books, you, you know what kind of a badass that Boba Fett is. But you never saw in the movie. The guy goes out like a punk, you know, <laughs> right. in Return of the Jedi. And uh, there was nothing in those movies at all that led us to believe he should be the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's good to see him actually be the badass that we were, were alluded to him being, so... Absolutely. Oh, God, that fight scene was so freaking amazing. Oh, all of it like was. He's like twisting people around. And when he punches that stormtrooper and then uses some sort of rocket fire to like throw him through the air. That's a hell that of a was scene. Amazing. Yeah. At the the and club it, he had when he burst yes. the helmets, like, oh shit, that looks like it hurt. <laughs> I had seen a post somewhere, I don't remember where I saw it, that some, you'd mentioned the um, like the holographic family tree he pulled up. Yeah. That there was. Some fan out there had like took the time to decode all of those. Oh <laughs> all my of that message. <laughs> I don't have that that kind of time in the world, but Holy to those crap. that do, that's 
thank you for doing that work for us. Yes, 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 for sure. When he first um, flew down, I got Iron Man vibes, you know, from the first Iron Man movie. It just felt like oh, yeah. that reveal, like that, that's like Iron Man to me. That was so badass. I loved, uh, I loved all of it. It was, it was awesome. And yeah, the, the episodes are really picking up now. I'm, mean, I've liked every episode, but yeah, some of them were kind of slow burns. Uh, but I still enjoyed what I was seeing and everything. But yeah, these last few are really, I think, like season one, they just they pick up more as you uh, get closer to the end. This season, every episode has been better than the last. I think. Sure. Yeah, I yes. agree. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, this show brought a lot of us to Disney Plus, and I think they're finally, you know, I think COVID obviously delayed a lot of this from happening because I think, uh, you know, like WandaVision and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, those are those were, I think, pretty well, well, probably weren't 100% done, but close to it. And I think they had planned to launch them sooner because I remember a year ago, it felt like it was coming down the pipeline, right? And so I, I think um, this this you know data dump Disney did this week. This is pretty much like, yeah, just keep Disney Plus. Like you're gonna get all the programs finally you wanted to see, and the films. They didn't necessarily announce all films were gonna you know all new films were gonna come directly through their service. So that that remains to be known like are they gonna still try to go the theater route i don't think mulan worked out so well just because it was so much money and i think it was a critical backlash i I guess i haven't seen the film myself but it's free now on disney plus you just had to wait like three months um my daughter watched really care for it she said the animated's way better it took out a lot of elements uh, from the animation didn't they didn't they try to make it more realistic sort of I don't know. I haven't. Well, I know. Doesn't Eddie Murphy play a dragon in the? Yeah, that's gone. They took that out. Yep. What? Yeah. Oh, no, Eddie Murphy. Everything you loved, we uh, we took out. (laughs) Pay us thirty bucks. Of the the reveals, especially like the Star Wars ones in particular, what are what are you guys most looking forward to? Oh my gosh. Um, You know what? I will say, Rogue Squadron has kind of piqued my interest a lot just because Patty Jenkins is going to direct it. And I think we've always wanted to have that type of film. I think, I just think it'd be really badass, like top gun in the sky or in, in space kind of feel. I have no idea. It's such early stages, but just her directing style. I think that could be something really special. And that was a nice teaser trailer. They did of her. It, it caught me off guard at first. Cause she was rollerblading. I was like, this is in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, right. It scared me, and uh, and then she was talking about her her father was a fighter pilot, and he you know he lost his life serving the country, our country, and you know just a really good connection I think to what she wants to do with this this film, and I liked how she was secretly like changing into a a, a rogue rogue fighter pilot gear or whatever, and then started walking, and then there was an X wing. Like I just. That was so badass to me. And maybe it's because it was a visual aid. The other ones are kind of just talked about, if you will, you know? Yeah, Obi-Wan series, obviously we knew that was coming. Hayden Christensen coming back as Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker. I think that'd be super interesting. I think he's grown a lot as an actor. And like I was telling Jonah Mitch before we recorded, I like a lot of the elements they're using from the prequels. The ones that worked, let's say, you know? Like yes. the, um, the weapon... Boba Fett uses 
in the latest episode of Mandalorian the, that has a delayed sound to it. That's mm-hmm. right out of, you know, Attack of the Clones. Good callback oh, there. Okay. Yes, it's actually Jonah's favorite weapon in the whole universe, correct? <laughs> oh, just the sound it makes. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> that sonic seismic depth charge that yeah. the back. Yeah, that was an excellent callback there. But yeah, I think Hayden Christensen, I think he's going to... I don't know if I want to see Darth Vader without the mask. I don't, unless they're just going to use his voice, you know, I don't know how they're going to um, tackle that. And also you got a sense I did anyway. And I know because this has been written after the fact, but uh, for Star Wars film, Obi-Wan was, he, you know, he was out in the caves, right? And I guess he does have to have an adventure, right? You can't just make a series of him making coffee and just staring out into the sky and <laughs> like, oh, well, Luke, Luke's going to come one day. I can't wait to give him this lightsaber. That'd be boring. I'm sure they're going to have battle or maybe it'd be cool if they never shared the screen. And it's kind of like they're both kind of tracking each other. I don't know. What are your yeah, thoughts on that? You're going to get really, you're going to get upset though, because it's going to be like eight seasons of this. And you're going to be like, okay, when do they finally cross paths? And then they finally do in the last episode. And you're like, the only reason why I don't want them to cross paths is because I think to connect it to the first Star Wars, it felt to me like once Anakin turned, that was it. Mm -hmm. They didn't see each other again. And then until they went to the Death Star. So that's why I was thinking, like, if they do it that way, then you can still believe in the original Obi-Wan concept, if you will. I don't know. Um, what are you thinking about that, Jonah? So I, I think there's a possibility for them to cross paths early on, maybe before, you know, maybe right after Anakin becomes Darth Vader, you know, maybe they they cross paths at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there something has to lead uh, Obi-Wan to know that Anakin is Darth, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you're right. And, and so you're right. I never, they never saw, you never saw him to become that. Saw him become that. Right. I forgot about so, that. You're, that's a good point. It'll be interesting how, you know, how he makes that connection. Yes. And I'm assuming all that would probably happen, you know, long before he's, uh, you know, uh, strands himself on Tatooine. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's another question I have. James Earl Jones, he's, He's getting up there, you know, in age, and I want him to live forever, obviously. Are they going to use his voice? Are they able to, is someone else able to use the voice? Or will he just, will uh, Hayden just be talking without the helmet? Maybe he'll be in his chamber thing. I don't know. It's just, you know, it's just interesting how they're going to do that. I think what's nice about these, these series, maybe they can be standalone ones or they can continue. I think the Obi-Wan will just be a, a limited series. It's not going to be like The Mandalorian, I believe. It's just kind of like, we're going to hit these shows and then, I guess, just see where we go. I, I kind of like that, how they can just, just don't continue something because you, you, um, you know, you have to have many uh, seasons of a show, right? You just kind of like do the BBC thing. You focus on, you get to your goal in storytelling and then you can either stop there or pick it up again. And you can even pick it up again years later, you know, if you will. Well, and it makes sense a lot of these shows that it's going to be a finite, limited series, like with with Andor. We know what happens to Andor, and it right. happens relatively quickly to him, you know, becoming involved with everything. Sure. 
And so it, it makes sense because we know where his journey ends. Right. Uh, and of all the ones that we've got coming out, that's probably the one I'm least excited about. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I just because something about that character was unlikable to me. And so I, I just, you know, and, and maybe with the writing and kind of if we learn more of his backstory, I'll, I can like him a lot better. Ones I'm least excited about would be that one and then the um, Ashoka series just because yeah. of all things Star Wars, like the Jedi aspect of it is my least favorite. Oh, really? Um, so I'm most excited for like Rogue Squadron because that was my favorite book series of, you know, the Star Wars books or even the comics I, I really dug from Dark Horse back in the day. Sure. So Rogue Squadron, I'm probably most excited for. I mean, when I was a kid playing with Star Wars toys, I was playing a Rogue Squadron type story in my head yep. or in my imagination more so than anything with Jedi's uh, range of the new Republic. I, I you know, hopefully that one's going to be good. Um, and then I'm looking forward to learning more about like bad batch. Uh, the other one, uh, the acolyte, which I think I heard was supposed to be like a kind of a, a mystery uh, thriller, which Ooh. sounds promising. And then Lando, uh, I've always dug that character. So I'm looking forward to that one. And I don't yeah. think we know if um, Donald Glover is going to reprise that or not, do we? Did you see anything out there about him coming back? I, I assume he would, but I'm not sure. I think he did a good job in Solo. That was probably the, the highlight of that film. I still liked Solo, but yeah, yeah. He, definitely his character and his portrayal. It was um, it was pretty special. But yeah, I assume they're going to... You would be foolish not to have him part of that show. <laughs> Yeah, because some of these are just like uh, very early stages of development. Um, Children of Blood and Bone, that's going to be directed by Taika Waititi. It's based off a best-selling novel by Tommy Ad Adime, I think that's how you say his name. I think a lot of these, uh, like Rogue Squadron, for instance, uh, that's based off a, a, is it a novel or a comic book, Jonah? I, I didn't catch it. It, it's, it was a series of novels. Sweet. And then there was a uh, series as well. So it also had a video game. I like when they take the material from comics or a novel and they that they make that like their foundation for a series, if you will, instead of like trying to come up with something totally different, you know, it satisfies the fans of that series of books and also maybe, a, a, you know, new fans, new fans won't care, like they'll embrace it, right? So I like how they're, seem like they're grounding it wisely, you know, like the Mandalorian lore they explore in that, in the show. Uh, Rangers of New Republic. I know the the Knights of the Old Republic. That's a very popular uh, concept. Uh, is that a, that's based off a book? I take it right. I, I should know this, but I I don't. I just know it's like ancient Jedi's, pretty much, right? That were. Yeah, I think it started out as a book series. Jonah and I were talking about Star Trek. Kind of my annoyance with it right now. It's not. It doesn't seem to really give fans what they want, and Star Wars is definitely doing that. I think with shows like this. Uh, yeah, Ahsoka, I love Rosario Dawson, her take on the character. She was, like, born to play that character. That was a really cool episode of Mandalorian. I don't know a whole series, though, you could craft around her. Maybe you can. I know she's very popular in animation. Yeah, if it's going to be her going after Grand Admiral Thrawn, that I would be excited to see. Yeah, because that's probably what cool. you do. So with Rogue Squadron, I think the, the one disappointment I will have with that is if it does not feature heavily Wedge as the kind of the lead character because i mean he was the biggest part of that and he was one of those guys that always got kind of shortchanged in the movies i think he had one line and right. the last jedi 
Well, just like uh, Boba Fett, like, I never really understood Boba Fett. You know, everyone's like, oh, he's such a badass. And all I ever saw was the films. I'm like, am I missing something? Like, I don't really see him doing anything <laughs> badass, you know? Just, just dies. But the Mandalorian makes up for it. You know, they expand on the character. Even though he's an older, older version, you still... Well, actually... The uh, Mandalorian takes place after Jedi, so he's not necessarily that much older. It, that's what's kind of hard to understand sometimes. The Mandalorian series is is in the past compared to the new prequel or the <laughs> new trilogy we got. So right. it's like right after Jedi. So he's probably just scarred up from the um, where did he fall into the pit? I always forget this. Sarlacc pit. Yes, yes. So it's probably like just damage from that. I just like how they're able to take these these characters and uh, you know expand on them and just make you appreciate them more. So like, yeah, if you get shortchanged in a film, it's like, well, watch this episode or this series, and you'll get to know the character entirely, and then you'll you'll appreciate the film more. You'll be like, that guy's a badass. I'm more excited to see and uh, and watch Obi Wan. I know you guys are. Maybe looking at others, but uh, uh, me, no, Obi Wan's Obi-Wan up there for me too. If they do a, a Lando, that's also going to be interesting because I don't know much about him, except for you know he kind of stabbed Han Solo in the back a little bit. But other than that, oh, yeah, yeah, those are <laughs> <laughs> just a tad bit. I mean, you know, yeah, it's kind a of bit. The Judas of space. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's the <laughs> subtitle for the show, Lando, the Judas yeah. of space. <laughs> I mean, I mean, short of kissing him on the cheek, I mean, you know, so. Kiss his lady uh, on the cheek, that's yeah. what he did. Oh, that's right, yeah. He was also uh, <laughs> in the movie The Ladies' Man and Colt 45. Uh, oh, yeah. I requested him for all of his commercials, so. Harvey Dent. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's right, I forgot he was also Harvey Dent. I know, you got you got screwed out of the uh, becoming Two-Face, mm-hmm. man. That sucks. little side note. That was, you know, uh, the last uh, Star Wars film... A lot of things didn't work for me, but I, I really was happy to see Lando back. Obviously, um, it was just great to see him back because I know he was at our. We had a Wizard Con here years ago. This is when the first episode dropped, episode seven. I mean, not the first episode of Star Wars, mm-hmm. the new trilogy. And a lot of people were asking him, like, "Hey, are you going to be in this new thing? What's going on?" And his agent or representative said he wasn't being. No one contacted him, and I was just so bummed out by that. I was like, "Why wouldn't you bring him back too?" And they finally right. did, and that was that was a treat. And yeah, it'll be interesting to know if this Lando series will go go in the past and present. I don't know if they'll try to include Billy D. Williams. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I just hope it's um, is worthy of a series. You know, like what can you do with this character? I'm sure Jonah, you know a lot more about what his run-ins and stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of story out there they could explore. Yeah, there was a there was a cool. I think it was a book called uh, Scoundrels that featured him and uh, Han Solo together, which was uh, pretty cool. Uh, I had only read it once years and years ago, but that was good. Um, of all the reveals, the one that I keep hoping for, and I don't know that it's ever going to come, would be a Shadows of the Empire miniseries or mm. movie. Right. Because that was a huge thing for me as a, as a young teenager star wars fan who was itching for like the next big star wars thing Mm -hmm. and that was huge for everybody i mean that between the book the video game the toy line it was like a marketing juggernaut and (laughs) it's been forgotten at this point but 
I really want to see, you know, Dash Rendar, and I want to see the Outrider, uh, kind of on the screen. So did it did it I, expand upon the Empire post Jedi or during the whole? Uh, Shadows of the Empire takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Oh, cool, cool. That's a nice time it frame. Kind of goes off on a, it features the Empire a little bit, but it kind of goes off on a side quest for uh, Leia and uh, Chewie and uh, Lando to uh, and. They come across this Han Solo, you know, type character named Dash Rendar, and uh, but it's largely trying to rescue Han from Jabba. Um, oh, sure, is part of it. So, yeah, that'll be super interesting. To uh, yeah, I mean, that kind of brings up another thing. Would you be against them in order to tell more stories? Let's say uh, a lot of people are hoping for. Uh, I kind of like this fan casting. Speaking of Marvel and all uh sebastian stan they they thought he would be a great young luke skywalker you know if you wanted to bring him into a mandalorian series or whatnot are you guys against them recasting like leia and so obviously because of age and they're not all here anymore uh what do you feel about that possibility no i i say recast them i think that they they totally should especially if they're playing you know younger yeah these younger roles i'm all for it I like, and you mentioned it. I Donald Glover was a really good example of how well that can work. Mm -hmm. I don't think it worked as well with Hans with Hans Solo himself. I mean, just something about that actor didn't didn't click with me. Sure, but uh, I think Donald Glover did a superb job as as a young Lando. And so, if you can find more talent like that, go for it. Yeah, there's a lot out there. What about you, Mitch? Thinking about it, I'm actually. We got well. What age were they when we first met them? Uh, teenagers or late twenties, no? early thirties, probably. I think well, Harrison I think, well, Ford was thirty-five. Leia, what Leia was like a nineteen or twenty, something like that. Oh, that's right. She was pretty young. <laughs> okay. Has Carrie Fisher's daughter ever acted? Yeah, I mean, she's, I know she's she been in every like, some small parts. Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. Actually, she was in each one of the new trilogy films. She doesn't really okay. look so, like her entirely, but I guess they could they could make it work if they wanted to do that. No, so you find people that are close, and maybe to pay homage, you you cast her daughter as Leia, right? Yeah, to kind of pay homage in that respect. You could probably do that, and then and then you tap Sebastian Stan to play Luke because he's That'd pretty be, darn that's close. That's perfect casting. I, I just right. I mean, wow. If they're if if they're good actors and actresses, I, oh, I yeah. don't know much. I would I would presume because I know that she's been in a couple parts, but it to me it's always seemed like really like small snippets, mm -hmm. but I, I, they were indiscernible from, from like another actor or actress. Mm -hmm. So right. to me, right. it, it, it would probably work. I, I don't see why it couldn't. Well, and I wasn't really against, and I know it was probably too soon, but you know, it's the whole like Heath Ledger Joker thing. Uh, I was fine with them. Like for the next film, recasting if they wanted to do the character again use the character again and so when carrie fisher passed away and then we had the uh rise of skywalker come out i was kind of like yeah. not against them recasting just because of the circumstances it wasn't like oh she wanted too much money it's like she's not here anymore and i don't think everyone wants her character to just die maybe some do just because it's the actress isn't the same but i wouldn't be against it just for just for storytelling sake like you know um, so I think what would be nice about, uh, the possibility of Sebastian Stan, and obviously it's, I think it's mostly just fan casting right now, but I'm sure Disney's listening. Yeah. 
he, I think we always wanted to see Luke utilize his full potential, like kicking ass, right? And I think the last Jedi. Well, can, we, can we finally admit that that uh, um, George Lucas is horrible at fight scenes? I mean, with all the stuff that's coming out, and you know, the Mandalorian, and finally seeing Boba Fett like mm-hmm. actually do something, I don't think George Lucas was. He's great imagining things like a, a mm-hmm. grand scale story. I mean, just wonderful and all that other stuff. But like, if you watch some of his movies where there's a fight scene, it's a couple punches and then you know, ooh, I'm down, I get sucker punched or something, and then mm. you know. Well, it's also the, but, the time they were made too, kind of. I think yeah, in true. a way, in a way, true. because the original trilogy, he did, he only directed the first one, so he had help with the other. Oh, and I think, he did? yeah, he oh, had okay. other directors for the the follow up ones, but you know, the choreograph, you know, uh, choreography and everything. Yeah, things have changed over years. People are more, you know, they've, they're tired of that. And they want more action packed, and I think it's just a style. But yeah, I mean, it could have been some of his direction too. Surely, I mean, his originally the lightsaber was supposed to be so heavy, you had to have two hands to hold it, and that kind of frustrated Mark Hamill because he's like, "Oh, I could do so many cool things with just like one hand," you know? And he's like, "No, these things right. are super heavy." Come, come to, <laughs> come the prequels, and they're throwing them around like none other, and right. it's it's kind of yeah. like, "What the hell, George?" <laughs> <laughs> like why don't you just listen to me yeah if you hear there's a cool story about mark hamill when he was returning to uh luke as return of the jedi he was like living in japan and he was seeing a lot of the style over there and i guess mohawks were in and he kind of had a an idea to have like luke come back in a mohawk for the third one or something and i think that would have been kind of cool instead of the uh the bull cut you know he got yeah <laughs> but yeah there was just some cool ideas they could have explored there, but the idea of bringing Sebastian Stan in, because I think a lot of people were obviously let down by The Last Jedi for many reasons, and there's fans of it, of course. Um, I like it. There's aspects of it I don't like, but uh, I kind of like what they did with Luke, but also I wanted him to, you know, it's like they, the characters we loved never came back and did what we wanted them to do, and I think that's what The Mandalorian has taken up, you know, when that has right. lacked for that for those movies, you know, like Han Solo dies in the first one. Carrie or uh, Leia gets to do some force, but it's kind of like out of nowhere. And then, yeah, Luke, he just kind of, I mean, he did a badass thing before he died, but I wanted him to just come out of his isolation state and rejoin them, get a haircut and all that. Maybe, trim the beard up a little bit and just look like a badass. You know, I know Hamill's like in his sixties, so, you know, can't expect too well, much, but I think we would love to see Sebastian Stan or someone looks like Luke just to be fully uh, realized, yeah. if you will, in live action, like get to see him do more things. Like there's more story there versus, you know, uh, if you're hung up on the recast thing, you know, obviously they've done it with other characters. I think it's just a matter of time, but I think that's a way for you to, get them to pop up in these shows right like here and there they don't have to be the center of the show but just kind of like here here's a little treat for you and if you like it that much maybe we'll expand upon it that's just right that's just my thoughts what do you think jonah you liking the idea of sebastian stan if that's a reality <laughs> it happens that'd be cool he's he's a good actor mm-hmm. uh he, he cool as the winter soldier i'm excited to see the new series with him and uh the falcon yes and then and I think I think Billy Lord's a great choice to same character that her mom played. Yeah, and she's, she's the right age to play that younger lady. They wanted to to fill in some things after Return of the Jedi. 
she I think she she looks enough like a young Leia, and uh, I know she was so forgettable and very cardboard in the new trilogy movies. Not only that's her fault necessarily. No. The other things that she's been in: American Horror Story or Scream Queens. So yeah, I think uh, I think she'd be a good choice to play young Leia. So yeah, like I said, I'm all I'm all for. It. I think that's great too. I I think you know it's it's up to the fans, right? It's like they almost have to do a poll, like, hey, do you want us to continue these characters and you just get over the recasting? Or do you just want us to kill these characters and that's it? There's no more to to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I know real briefly here, we're going to get into Marvel stuff. They're talking about um, T'Challa won't be recast for Black Panther 2. So I guess, you know, obviously Chadwick Boseman, Boseman he, he passed away. It's very sad, unexpected. What a great role to, you know, have for your career. You know, it's a high point for sure. Um but yeah, they aren't going to recast him, so that means they're going to give us a new Black Panther, possibly. I'm not quite sure, but real quick, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Do you think they should just, you know, it's kind of like the Heath Ledger thing. I don't get hung up on it too much. Like, they brought something apart, but I think that character's so much bigger than just the actor, you want to see more of it. And so I think it's like, yeah, it's a hard decision, but again... Do you want to see more of this character, or do you want us to just kill it off with the actor just because of that? You know, uh, can you get over the recast, if you will? But yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on the the Chala thing? I think that they've got enough to work with mm-hmm. between either using Michael B. Jordan or is it uh, Letitia Wright that played Suri, his sister? Yes. Right? Yep. Um, I, I mean, I think between between one of them. You, they've got enough that they could really put together a good sequel and mm-hmm. continue the story, even though it's not necessarily T'Challa's mm-hmm. story, maybe more continuing on his legacy. Sure. And so I'm hopefully optimistic that that they'll be able to do something good there and, and not have to recast. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming all this stuff's going to get reboot, you know, 20 years down the road anyway. He'll get recast eventually, I'm sure, but... Right. Well, that's what's unique about Marvel, right? They're continuing to build their universe, expand upon it, bring in new characters. Obviously, yeah, they probably will reboot eventually. Maybe they'll even write it into the universe like, you know, an explosion happens and just kind of causes a ripple effect, if you will. Because I could see them just continuing with this. Like, we'll get into it. There's so much expansion here. It's it's nuts. It's like a dream come yep. true. But yeah, with... And, um, uh, and if they were to ever recast it mm-hmm. uh my and i know i shat on the movie before but my vote would go to john david washington from tenet dude to, yes character because we're saying that and my wife actually thought it was the same actor she's like well, that's the same guy from blue pair the right i'm like no but they but i think he could pull it off if they were to, if they were to decide to recast it at some point yeah so, i, I agree yeah they're similar and, and he's a good actor so. mm-hmm. when i when, yeah when i heard about that i was like yes you have to do that <laughs> You have to do that. You can still honor the late actor at the same time. Michael B. Jordan, that would be super interesting. But how would you explain it? Or would you just not explain it? And just like, he's just a great actor. We're going to use him, even though he was the villain in the first film. Uh, be more like, I think it'd be his, you know, they could turn it into like his redemption story. You know, he wasn't necessarily bad. He was just misunderstood. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, uh, his redemption story. It was just messed um, up, yeah. By circumstances, yeah. What do you think, Mitch? It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was an okay actor, and it was just like the first movie, um, 
and they because I mean look at look at uh, War Machine. Um, yeah, upgrading to John. They did uh, it right Don away. Cheadle, yep. Yeah, upgrading to Don Cheadle made that character better. Mm-hmm. Um, if Black Panther didn't do so well and Chadwick Boseman wasn't as good of an actor, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with it. I'm more happy that they're not now. Um, I think he did a, a great service, mm-hmm. and I think that needs to to remain as such. So yeah. I think they need to pass the torch. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, no, I get it. And that's, I mean, that's um, yeah. that's what they're gonna do most likely. Just uh, get a different character. I hope they don't. And I don't know. I I'm assuming they haven't released too much about it. It's still <clears> early <throat> talks to what they're doing. I mean, they didn't even know he was sick. You know, Chadwick and I. Yeah. I don't know if, um, yeah, they're just going to make T'Challa, you know, get married and just go live off. Uh, um, or... I believe they're going to make him die off screen is what I've heard so far okay. is that they're just, he's going to fight a battle and not make it through. Mm. Yeah. Just kind so of going to be kind of without a king. It, again, it's like the character is so much bigger. I, I think, you know, I think it's kind of a disservice <laughs> just because, I mean, look how many comic books and stories there are on that character alone, just like the Joker, you know, and that's just kind You're of a, right. I, I don't I, I'm torn, you know, I, I get uh, being honorable for his memory and stuff, but I don't know if he would have liked that. You know, I don't know the guy, obviously, but I, to me, he comes off as a type is like, no, you just. Just continue it on. Take the ball, and yeah, you can play this part. Like I'm not gonna be like. Well, pissed. I think we all knew that he he probably would have, but yeah. And you know, in comics, they make really weird decisions sometimes, and sometimes they'll mm-hmm. just go off the wall and yeah, kill off a character or make somebody else Batman or or right. make somebody else Captain yeah. America, and you know what it is. And yeah. so we don't we maybe scoff at it for a second, and then that's it. Sure, sure. And, you know, that'll probably happen here mm-hmm. and it'll be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. This is all entertainment. So it's not like the end of the world or right. anything, but I just wish they would have continued on with the character. But yeah, there's so much more they can yeah. or they can create a whole new character. Who knows what they're going to do? It's so it's so early right now in talks. But yeah, I, I, I see them honoring that for sure. More news from Disney was they're going to have their mature content be placed under star which will be integrated into disney plus so that's where all their r-rated content will go mostly their fox content i believe so there'll be a section i believe in disney plus called star you go there and you get to see all that goodness of uh fox <laughs> die hard and all that stuff so yeah that was something they just released so it's going to take some time but yeah that that's how they're going to handle that deadpool you know cool. that's another one i will go under there they released a trailer to the mighty ducks game changers uh Emilio estevez come back for that series uh basically the ducks have become kind of like the hawks in a way no longer the underdogs uh laura graham is also in this show she teams up with bombay to create a new underdog team if you will so yeah i think that'd be kind of cool you know um you know, introduce I can introduce my kids to it. I mean, they've seen the original Mighty Ducks movies, so I think it's kind of a cool, uh, cool way to do it. Kind of like a Cobra Kai, <laughs> in a way. You I find you're trying to get my kids to watch the original Mighty Ducks, and they just they're like, "Oh, it's old." Like, <laughs> 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 Crack Attack is back. They, are you excited about that uh, show? 
Yeah, I mean, if they, it, they, I'm sure they're going to have some cameos. Yes, from the original. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. No, that'll be fun. Well, and, and Goldberg's cleaning up, man. He's sober and he looks great. You got new teeth, yeah. and it's like I'm happy. I'm like I was really bummed when, you know, he just looked like such an old man when he got busted. You know, right. and uh, I think that could come eventually. He could come on, but yeah, I think they are bringing some of the old stars on, which I think that's great. You know, just pepper them through the show. You know, you get the old fans interested. So yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I hope so. Lightyear is also something else they're going to be doing. Kind of a controversial thing. Tim Allen's always voiced Buzz Lightyear, I think, for the most part. Maybe the animation series he didn't. But it looks like Chris Evans is going to take over as the voice. And the reason is, this is like an origin tale. It kind of shows how the character inspired a toy to be created. Kind of like the actual Lightyear in a way. I don't know. It's, uh, It's an animation series, obviously, but... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not too bummed about the change. I think Chris Evans got a great voice. Kind of bummed they didn't do Tim Allen, but Tim Allen's older, so maybe it kind of sounds, he sounds older now. Uh, maybe he didn't want anything to do with it. I don't know, but there's a little uproar about that. But to me, the way they're doing it, I think it, it's okay. It's not like it's not like it's the actual Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. You know, it's a different type of Buzz Lightyear, so... Not too bummed out about that. Um, Sister Act 3, guys. I know you've been waiting for this forever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Whoopi's back, and uh, Tyler Perry will be producing that. So that's pretty... I think that'll be pretty cool. I, I like the first one. Uh, I haven't seen it for a while. It's on It's on Disney+, Plus, if you will. Hocus Pocus 2. That's... A lot of people have been wanting that forever. Classic 1993 film. Disenchanted, that's the sequel to Enchanted, which they probably should have made 10 years ago, but that'll be cool. There's a lot of good content, you know, for kids and stuff, and us adult kids, if you will. <laughs> I don't know, were you guys Enchanted fans? I, I liked it, I thought it was cool, It's kind of like a what? joke. What was that's the one with Amy Adams? Yes, yep. Okay, yeah, it was cute. Yeah, I, I never saw it. <laughs> it's just a, it, Well, it's just a twist on uh, Sleeping Beauty, I, I believe, I think it was. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good casting, and... Yeah, I think that was that was a cool cool film. I'm kind of surprised they didn't make a sequel until now, but yeah, whenever the pandemic's over, of course. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who uh, uh, was it. Who was the love interest in that? Was it James Marsden? No, it was. Oh yeah, yes, he was. He was Prince Charming from the animated uh, reality, uh, but it was uh, Patrick Dempsey in the real real world. She fell in love with. Right, James Marsden was like hilarious in that movie. If if yes, I remember. Yeah, he's like kind of the go-to sidekick character in a way, like Sonic. You know, he did that with Sonic and uh, remember Hop? <laughs> oh, he was really good in that. Yeah, it's nice to see him grow so much since he played uh, Cyclops and X-Men. So yeah, maybe he needs a series. That'd be cool. Probably not with the MCU though. They're rebooting everything. So are you guys excited for Willow? Yes. Yes. Val Kilmer won't be back, so. No, no Val no Kilmer or probably no Joe. I mean, other than John Chu being attached to it, I'm looking forward to it. But him being on it, he's already shat on two of my childhood loves. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, well, G.I. Joe, when he directed Oh, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Gem, which could have been cool. <laughs> it's like, let's do Gem and Holograms without a budget. All right. I got an idea. She's just an ordinary girl. <laughs> she... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I heard, I heard is like alone. If you're not a fan or know of the character, I think they said it's a pretty good film. But if you're like into the character and all that, 
it's not. It doesn't give you anything that you want. Yeah, if you liked Jim and the Holograms, no. If you liked Britney Spears' Crossroads, it'd be okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. The critic has spoken. Like a surefire winner. <laughs> <laughs> I love Crossroads. What? <laughs> other than him directing the pilot, which I think it's just the first episode that he signed on to direct. Uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, they also got Pinocchio coming out. I didn't know they were making this, like, live action. Tom Hanks is going to be in it, and it's directed by Robert Zemeckis. That might be kind of cool. I don't know. Maybe Tom Hanks will play every character like he did in Polar Express. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but... Oh, oh boy. I don't know. I, I think it'll be good, but, yeah. That reminds me, um, Benicio Del... Or, no, not Del Toro. Shit. Who's the director? Um, that's the actor. Shit. Guillermo Del Toro? Yes! Yes, I always get those two mixed up because the name. He's making like a dark ass Pinocchio movie. I don't know if you've seen it. I think there's a trailer for it. I haven't seen it yet, but it's freaking dark. Like, uh, yeah, it's live action, and he's like, well, and it should be because that story is scary as shit. I mean, it's true. Before Disney not, got all of it, yeah. Not, I mean, it's not a feel good story. Yeah, um, it, gets, it it gets dark. Even the animated original got like really dark. True, true. And I recall like inducing nightmares when they start turning into like donkeys and get swallowed by whales. Isn't there like prostitutes in it too or something? Like they're, they're like, Oh, come here cutie or something like that. I thought I remember he was like, you know, on a street or something. And maybe I'm remembering a different movie. I don't know. (laughs) I haven't seen it for a long time. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time for me as well, but I, I definitely would check out, Anything Guillermo del Toro does. So well, yeah, and, and this this Disney Tom Hanks one might be interesting. I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know. I think Robert Zemeckis has lost his touch, though. Not to say, I saw The Witches. You know the remake they did, and he directed it, and I just didn't feel like it was. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't like the project. Maybe he'll love this Pinocchio instead. I don't know. Yeah, some of these old directors just aren't really doing it anymore. He, he directed the new Witches that. Yeah. That people were kind of like up in arms about. Yeah, and it just didn't feel like, I don't know, it definitely did. It definitely felt like a movie it shouldn't have been in the theaters. I don't know if that was their plan just to go directly to streaming, but I was just like, this doesn't, doesn't feel like a Robert Zemeckis film. It, you know, it just didn't feel very spectacular. Just kind of a watered-down remake, in my opinion. I think my kids liked it, but yeah, I was just kind well, of like, but, ugh. I think it's one of those where even the original Witches movie holds up today it's one of those mm-hmm. that didn't need to be remade. yeah i don't know why i keep insisting on remaking movies that don't need to be remade i know the new one is more close to the book yeah the old one's still like why would you <laughs> why didn't it make a sequel i mean just reboot stuff that didn't work like there was cool things about it well, kind, of, kind of like what they're doing that would, with... like that would be every 80s horror movie ever well there you go <laughs> there you go have you ever seen um Mary Poppins was successful, obviously, but have you ever seen the dark take on a Mary Poppins movie? They did a trailer. No. They made it like a horror film. Freaking works. That's awesome. Check it out. YouTube it. It's it's creepy. Like, they really did a good job. There's all kinds of trailers they, out there. They, like, make a horror movie into a comedy Poppins. and stuff. Did they use scenes from the original Mary Poppins? Yes. Or from the... Yeah, <clears throat> and they dimmed it. They, like, made it darker, and then they would... I think they sped up some footage and just played around with it. It's so effective. It's like, it's so crazy. It's like, oh my God, this is, this looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You got to love the fans who have uh, have time on their hands. That's for sure. 
And they also got uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers live action film, I believe. John Mulaney and Adam Sandberger will be voicing the characters. I don't know if they're going to use motion cap. Uh, hopefully they won't pull a cat, you know, and <laughs> make them look like chipmunks. <laughs> oh, God, they might. I don't yeah, know. Or, or do they make those two animated, but everybody else yeah. live action real? Yeah, that's such an old trope, isn't it? Like, oh, I was just say, like what they're doing with Tom and Jerry, that's, that's coming up. Yeah, I know. I, I, I made a joke on her page like, this hasn't been done before. <laughs> Just look at <laughs> look at the Smurfs, look at Sonic, uh, a Brocky and Bullwinkle. That maybe they started it. Of course, you got Roger Rabbit. That predates that. Like, Not only is it something that they do all the time, but how often is it like successfully done? Right. Like, I mean, how, how good are most of these projects? Like, mm-hmm. I never saw Sonic, but I mean, come on, the Smurfs was, it yeah. was not good. They went back for more. Like, I think the first one... I think it was rece- obviously it was received well enough, so they made a second one. I think the first one was all right. I'm not a huge Smurfs fan. Sonic, I think, would have definitely flopped if they hadn't redid Sonic himself. He was very human-like. <laughs> and well, is yeah. this uh, with the chip with the chipmunks that they're doing? Is it going to be just like regular chipmunks, or are they doing the whole Rescue Rangers thing? I, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. I don't know oh. what the right. hell. Watch, watch, they'll actually be just two dudes named Chip and Dale. <laughs> there's, no an, there's no animals. It's just them dressed up like the characters. <laughs> dressed up like Indiana Jones and uh, Magnum P.I.? Yes. 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 Yeah. Who, well, by the way, who finally caught that? Like, I never, I never noticed that until it was pointed out to me. I was like, oh, my God. How did I not see that? Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens there. I don't know. Maybe they'll just put a shirt on saying, I'm Chip and I'm Dale. From the Marvel front, we got WandaVision. They finally released a trailer and went more in depth. That show looks nuts to me. I'm really interested, though. I think it's... um, I'm more excited about that than any of these other shows right now, to be honest. What do you guys think? I haven't seen the trailer yet for it. Um, I'll have to check it out because I don't like Wanda or Vision as characters. So I didn't really have it in it, but... If the trailer's good for Falcon and Winter Soldier, which looks which looks good, and then Loki is the one that I'm excited for because that one looks pretty crazy too. Tom Hiddleston is so good as Loki. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah, Loki and WandaVision are very similar to me just because they're all um, exploring like uh, tropes from you know various uh, properties growing up uh, like television properties movie properties there's like a db cooper reference i guess in the loki trailer where he's he's cleaned up at the end he's on the airplane and he jumps out they're talking about mm-hmm. like that's a db cooper thing he's like running for uh office looks like one scene where it's like uh, set in the 70s or something like it's all over the place like in uh owen wilson shows up in the <laughs> In the Loki trailer, I was like, whoa, that's Owen Wilson. He got a haircut and it looks different, man. It's far out. I've seen uh, WandaVision. I'm not sure what to make of it yet, so I'm going to give it a chance. Um, Loki seems really interesting. Mm-hmm. It almost seems time travely. I did yes. like the DB Cooper nod. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool. So we'll see. It's I, I don't think we're getting a full picture, but it'll be very interesting to see what it's all about. Of course, they're all bringing back characters we know. Uh, WandaVision's going to have Randall Park. He played the FBI agent in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Kat Dennings, she was in Thor and Thor 2. show picks up after Endgame. 
just kind of like yeah. Loki does. Uh, Wanda and Vision are living in a suburban lifestyle. It's like Pleasantville-like, sort of. There's a variety of TV evolution going on. And, yeah, obviously things aren't what they seem. Like, they're in an alternate reality. And this perhaps sets up the new Doctor Strange film, The Multiverse of Madness. Got to tie into the next Spider-Man movie, too. Yes, yeah. So I think WandaVision actually is going to introduce all of this stuff, all these this ripple effect, if you will. So, yeah, you'll... It'll affect the next Doctor Strange film, Spider-Man 3. You got everyone coming back for that. So far, it seems. Uh, they did confirm uh, Alfred Molina coming back and Jamie Foxx. Molina played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. And Jamie Foxx, Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. No need to bring that back, but whatever. Right. <laughs> right. You know what? I bet they change his look up. They'll probably work out the bugs there. There is some cool well, potential, though. But I might just be like a super brief cameo too i mean who knows it could gonna, it could it's like. there's a fun joke going around like so-and-so's in spider-man 3 <laughs> you know it's like we're in spider-man 3 <laughs> like everybody's yeah, yeah. in spider-man 3 yeah they're talking about toad mcguire christian dunce uh, andrew garfield coming back even benedict cumberbatch will be in there as dr strange Sam Raimi is directing the second Doctor Strange film, so could have played a hand into bringing the other Spider-Man back, at least Tobey Maguire, let's say. Wanda looks great. I'm looking forward to that because I wanted Vision back in Endgame, and maybe this is a way they'll bring him back. You know, I don't know if it's all in her head, what's going on, but it, if you look at the trailer, this reality is affecting other people too, and it, it brings in people outside of this like neighborhood suburban neighborhood they live in so it's like a culmination of things it's it's bonkers but i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be pretty damn cool and yeah loki's all over the place which you know that's loki for you like the minute they set that up in endgame when he grabbed the tesseract and created like a new timeline if you will you know that was that was a that was a really clever way to do it you know you still got the the loki death scene but he's still alive in the past it's like super confusing but it's going to be pretty damn cool and of course they got the hawkeye series that's going to have uh haley steinfeld playing kate bishop who's like jeremy renner's character hawkeye trains to kind of take up the mantle i guess he's it's from the comic he's lost his hearing or is losing his hearing so yeah it's like a passing of the torch for that show falcon and winter soldier looks great they're bringing back uh, a lot of characters. We know Emily Van Camp. She played Sheridan Carter. And Daniel Brule, is that how you say his name? He plays Zemo. He's going to actually have his mask, finally. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see uh, Kurt Russell's son as a U.S. agent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The character is like a, like a dickhead, but I've always <laughs> been a U.S. agent fan. I think probably because he's an asshole. Um, but... <laughs> he's like the new Captain America, sort of, right? He takes, like, the government kind of wants him instead of... Yeah, he's kind of like the gut version of Captain America, yeah. Right, yeah, they don't want Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, they'll explain, I, I guess, but obviously they're not happy with that. Steve passing the torch to them. So many more series coming. Secret Invasion, that's a series of, you know, the scrolls he impersonate and replace some of our heroes, and that's going to have Samuel L. Jackson in it and Ben Middleson, who played uh, Talos in uh, Captain Marvel. They have great chemistry, Maybe they'll de-age Sam Jackson for that show. I don't know what time period it takes place in. Ironheart, that was the next Iron Man after Tony Stark, if you will. Iron Woman in this yep. case. Riri Williams, she is Ironheart. She's like a 15-year-old MIT student. 
Maybe they'll bring back um, Robert Downey Jr. as the AI, Tony. That would be, I think that'd be pretty cool. And he wouldn't have to really do much, right? he just talk. <laughs> He's good at that. Uh, they're also going to have Armor Wars. That's going to feature Don Cheadle as the War Machine. And I guess that that series is based on um, James Rhodes, in this case, facing Tony's fears of his tech getting stolen. You know, it's a lot of Iron Man 2 callbacks, uh, in my opinion. Like, you know, hopefully they'll include Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer. You know, they did for that one Marvel short show Justin Hammer again. And I thought that was that was pretty cool. The way they're bringing back all these other characters we know, I, I think they could definitely do that. But I, I think Armor Wars sounds really exciting to me. Did you ever read that comic arc? I never From did. Like, well, no, with Armor Wars. So, like, yeah, Tony Stark, his technology started falling into, like, other people's hands. Yeah. And so then he goes after, like, reclaim it all again. But he, he goes up against, like, uh, the guard, like, um, uh, what's the, the Crimson Dynamo, mm-hmm. who was, like, a Russian, and then things like that. It's pretty cool. It's a cool story from back in the day. Uh, we also got She-Hulk. There's a development there. We've talked about She-Hulk on the show before. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is confirmed to be back. And Tim Roth is coming back as Abomination, which... I'm excited because we haven't seen his character since The Incredible Hulk, which was back in 2008. So it's like the second Marvel film, mm-hmm. Marvel Studio film, if you will. So I love them bringing bringing him back. Looks like uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, Christian Bale's character has been confirmed as Gore, the God Butcher. I think that'll be pretty cool. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty neat that the Batman is in the Marvel universe. He can play a villain pretty well. Earlier in his career, he he definitely was a villain in a lot of things. He'll knock that out of the park. And you got Natalie Portman, of course. And then Jamie Alexander's coming back as Lady Sif. I'm excited about that. You know, she was missing from Ragnarok. But I'm glad she wasn't in it because they probably would have just killed her like the Warrior 3, which really pissed me off. Just how they went out, you know. It was just like, yeah, they could have done more with those. So maybe they'll bring him back somehow in Loki. I don't know. Of course, Marvel also has the rights to Fantastic Four. That's that's coming. Blade. Do a a movie commentary on uh, Fantastic Four. Yes. Oh, we should. Yes. But the original Corman one. Oh, the Corman one. Yeah. Yes. We should. We should. And I like I like to do the Josh Trank one. I could even do the one in the middle. But yeah, the Corman was. Was that the newest one? Yeah, the Josh Trank one. Yeah. There's aspects of it I I enjoyed. I actually, actually I think it's on, I think it might be on Disney Plus. If you go look it up in Marvel, I think they're both there. The Tim Story one and the Josh Trank one. There was aspects about it I liked a lot more. They made it kind of like more of a horror fantasy sort of. Some of it didn't work obviously. And there's some behind the scenes drama which never works out. It seems in these films. It's an industry I just I don't understand entirely. A lot of us don't. <laughs> Probably even people who are in it. Disney also announced, you know, because they own everything now. FX is one of them. They're having an Alien series from Noah Harley, who did Fargo and Legion. Uh, Ridley Scott's going to executive produce that. And it's, I guess, set on Earth this time in the not-so-distant future, based off the six-film franchise. Are you big Alien fans? I'm kind of up in the air. I'm, I'm interested to see, like, what they do with it, because I think that Ridley Scott kind of muddled some things up mm-hmm. story-wise goes and continuity-wise yeah. with uh, Prometheus and Covenant. And so it'll be interesting to see if, if they kind of try and retcon that yeah. or work it in somehow or maybe make more sense of it. I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens with it. I, I like the franchise. 
Mm-hmm. There's aspects of movies that I enjoyed, but at the same time, a lot of it just kind of left me with more questions than answers. And it was one of those where I think there was some sort of like supplemental material to Covenant that explained aspects of it. And I don't like that where I have to go searching for yeah, different right. media to understand what I had just watched. I understand that entirely. Yeah, I think a series might be the best for it, just so you can expand it more and just do it kind of like what Disney's or the Marvel properties are doing. Uh, what about you, Mitch? Are you a big Aliens fan? Uh, I never got into it. I was too young, and parents never let me watch it growing up. So, sure. I mean, I saw Prometheus, and I thought that was a great movie. I've I've never seen um, any of the Alien movies, though. Not to say that they're bad movies, because mm-hmm. I've never seen them. I have heard that they are good, and um, I yeah. find that highly surprising. You've never seen any of the Aliens movies, because I definitely think they're all well. Okay, skip Resurrection, but. <laughs> Even Alien 3 has its merits, you know, especially mm-hmm. being like David's first film. And you can kind of see it's just mm-hmm. fun to see how he's transformed as a director. Aliens, the second, the sequel is one of my all time favorites. I, mm-hmm. I love that movie. Well, I'll have to give it a shot now. I mean, I just need to find time now to, to mm-hmm. watch him. But yeah, I, I don't know why I haven't. I just, I guess I just haven't. No rhyme or reason per se, except for. When they came out, my parents wouldn't let me watch them because they were rated R. But right, but yeah, yeah, no, I I'll give them a watch. Yeah, the first one and the second one are definitely worth it, I think. Uh, and then you know, go on from there if you'd like. But yeah, those first two are pretty solid. Even the first one on its own, you know, it, it set up everything. Two is such a different film, though. It's oh yeah, first the first one's like space horror sci-fi movie, but it was much more horror influenced mm-hmm. than anything else. The second one was a James Cameron action film, uh, so it had kind of a totally different feel to it, but but it worked. It still worked well yeah. as a follow-up. Hmm. Move the franchise forward, that's for sure. We broke news, I think, last episode. Wonder Woman 84 was coming out on HBO Max Christmas Day. Well, it looks like the whole 2021 Warner Brothers slate is going to be on HBO Max, which is awesome, but kind of sad at the same time because I'm a big theater fan i think all of us here are and you know i worry about their uh, future so it's just kind of like a double-edged sword in a way you know uh with the pandemic i'm probably not going to go out and see it i know mitch you've been to a theater and I, i've heard from all accounts i've heard they've really they have great precautions for you know keeping people away and all that stuff so it's pretty safe they have sprays that they mm-hmm. spray down each seat with, and yeah. you know they wipe them down too. And mm-hmm. I, you know, working in the in the limo industry, we have to after every trip, we have to really scrub down the vehicles and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, I mean, I know that it's easy to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that if a company still wants to maintain business or stay open, that they have to do this stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, follow the guidelines that. Uh, that uh, the company has and and you'll be just fine going to a movie theater doesn't bother me the experience i miss wholeheartedly and yes. uh, it while it's nice to have that that ability to to watch it at home you know if it's a movie that requires or i feel is kind of like you need to see it on big screen or yeah. something like that i'll go right but yeah if it's something you know yeah. if it's something where where True. i can watch it at home then yeah i'll watch it at home so there are some movies where it's not even it's the experience, like especially right. what the Warner Brothers has coming out next year, yeah. like Dune, Godzilla vs King Kong, uh, Kong 
Yeah. Like that movie, yeah. those movies are made for the big screen. I know. Uh, right. And you can watch them at home on your, I mean, even if you've got a big TV, it's not the same as a, you know, a 60 foot, uh, right. you know, wall that you're watching it on. So right. I, while I, it's, I'm kind of torn on this because me too. I like the convenience of, of mm-hmm. being able to sit home and watch movies at home. But there are still movies that I like to go into the theater and see. And I still go to the theater. I, you know, my, I was at a movie theater just a couple of weeks back with my, my son and, and it was fine. And we felt safe just us and two other people in the entire auditorium anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it, it's easy to, to stay apart. And I, I think sadly that was a flicks. And then they ended up like closing back down just a couple of days afterward for pandemic reasons. But uh, I, I still like, there's still movies that I'm going to go to the theater to watch. I was not planning on going to see Wonder Woman in the theater. So I'm excited that that one's going to be coming to you know, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I can watch it after the day. But there's other movies that I will still try to go to the theater to see. Sure. If it's going to be playing on HBO Max. Well, so. and I could, I could see myself going to the theater if, if I don't eat anything. I just feel like if I ever expose my mouth, I'm just, you know, it's just me because uh, I'm still trying to navigate in, in this crazy uh, pandemic world we're living in. But I love the theater experience and, it scares me that they could go away and possibly be owned by studios, you know? So then you have that kind of monopoly in a way. Wasn't it like that before? Well, where some movie theaters were owned by actual theater companies though. I don't think, no, I think they've always kind of been their own thing. Like, you know, Flix Brewhouse, AMC, you know, Fridley here, they've, they've had a relationship with the studios, but I don't think the studios ever, I don't think any studio owns it. I I could be wrong, but to my knowledge, they don't. But that's a risk that could happen if these these other ones go belly up. You know, they'll just be bought out by, yeah, like a studio, you know, and then they'll be very corporated, you know, in a way. So things will change, I think, for the worse, because I I still think they should be a separate entity, if you will. What uh, troubles me is, like, after this pandemic, it's like everything is going to come back you know, big time. And it's like, they just got to hang in there. You know, they just need to get assistance and a lot of them are. So I hope that they can, they can withstand for the time being. I desperately want to go back to the theaters and I think you, you always going to need that experience. Same with physical media. If your internet sucks, you're not going to have a great time, you know, <laughs> watching everything and it's not going to look great. I do. Right. I do like streaming, but it does have its downfalls, especially if you're kind of like a movie connoisseur in a way. You know, you want it to look the best, sound the best. So, unfortunately, streaming's it's not quite there yet. But, I, yeah, obviously, if that's all I have, then I'll utilize it. But, yeah, it, it is weird with this movie slate. They're all going to go to HBO Max. So, like, Matrix 4 is one of them, which I'm not really excited about. I kind of think that's been one and done. I think the first one was the best. I don't really like to think about the other ones. The Animatrix was interesting, but... They should have stopped after the first one. Yeah. I mean, that should have never been a trilogy. Totally agree. Even though they said, oh, it was all planned out, like kind of like Lucas said about Star Wars. Like, I don't know, guys, if it was really planned out. (laughs) I think maybe you need to develop the uh, the ideas more. Yeah, that first one, I just don't think they can top anything anymore. Like, the Matrix 4, I just think so much is... So much has come out since they ended that franchise. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get why we're we're coming back. I just think yeah. it. Well, I said that about John Wick, and look at how each time he impresses me more. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, he looks like John Wick in the film. That's probably the other problem, you know. It's like, dude, shave, yeah. shave, and look different. It's like Bruce Willis; he always looks the same. Obviously, he's he's bald, but it's like throw a wig on or something. He just always looked like the same character. Change it up, man. Right? Grow a mustache or what something. But did try to like change his look up. He just looked weird because what what was the movie where he had like well, Fifth Element? He had like blonde hair. Yeah, and that looked off. He was still holding uh, on to his hair at that time, I think. Yeah, Mercury, <laughs> right? He tried to have hair in that, and that looked weird. Uh, <laughs> He needs to, yeah. He needs to stick with his bald look. Last time, yeah. last time he did something interesting with his look was Looper. I thought because I think he actually grew his hair out for that one and a beard and stuff. I haven't seen that for a while, but I know he looked a little different. I think in that film, I I, I was digging that. I was like, finally, he looks like a different character. <laughs> we can we can go with this. You're gonna have Space Jam, New Legacy, The Suicide Squad, Mortal Kombat, like all these films. It's just crazy. There's there's several more. I'm not mentioning. It's just so much to talk about. But obviously, you know, some are on board. Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman, she's totally fine with this direction. They've they've chosen other directors of Dune. Uh, Dennis um, Villeneuve, I think that's how you say his name. I'm terrible with names. Uh, Christopher Nolan, they're not happy with this decision. When it comes down to it, it's a business decision. AT&T also is owned by Warner Brothers, I believe, or vice versa. So there's all kinds of... Um, you know aspects of that decision with them and the filmmakers are up in arms about it because you know it's their you craft something you want it to be received in its greatest form and the theater is that especially IMAX and awesome surround sound if you will I, I understand everyone's point of view basically on this I just hope that these theaters can be bailed out to just just hang hang in there until this pandemic's over with and I think we're going to need them again, you know. We already have uh, video stores going, and that's sad enough. You know, I don't want the theaters to do the same. I love that they're going to be available to me, but I do understand the creators being upset about it. It is what it is, I guess. But yeah, it's going to be weird to not see those on the big screen, some of those films anyway. I, I, might, I might actually go out and see them. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I still probably won't eat. You know, I'll just have my mask on the whole time, but... I, I, I want to get back to theater so bad. I haven't been without it this long forever, I think. You know, maybe when I was a kid, but it's crazy. You know, it was one of the things I love to do and go out to eat. Probably won't jump on that bandwagon, but I could see the theater maybe being a possibility. But at the same time, it's free if you have HBO Max, which I think, Mitch, um, you're definitely getting talked into getting again, aren't you, <laughs> at this point? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once once things pick back up again, I'll... Yeah. I'll uh, get it again, yeah. Sure. Well, before we go, anyone got any recommendations? I finally started the uh, the Boys on Amazon Prime, which has been a fantastic show. So if, yes, if you guys have that, uh, obviously not for kids. No. Yeah, check it out because that show is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I got to finish season two. Or uh, yeah, season two did end, right? Uh, yep. Okay, yep. I got to finish it. I'm I I picked it up again and I stopped. So I got to. Get back on that. Uh, what about you, Mitch? Um, yeah, the boys is really good. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, the I would just say keep on watching the Mandalorian. Each, Hell yeah! Like you guys have mentioned, each episode continually gets better. So yeah, yeah, it's building up to something. That's for sure. I, I'm excited. Oh yeah, I'll probably watch them again. I need to just binge it all over again, season one and on. And <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I I started watching. I didn't finish it yet uh, because you know I was. Other things came up, but I was watching the um, the Bee Gees documentary on HBO Max just dropped yesterday. So it's I oh, think cool. it's I think it's Bee Gees. How do you mend a broken heart? 
Yeah, it's really a bummer because uh, Barry Gibbs is the only one that's still alive out of all the brothers. Yeah. And he's the oldest, too, which is just crazy. But it is sad to hear him talk because, you know, it's like, yeah, he's he's kind of alone. I mean, he has his own family, obviously. and But still, it's like, wow, you guys were this group. And it's like, it's just you. But yeah, that's right. a very good documentary. Uh, I also started watching a uh, my 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 wife and I finished it. Uh, Murder on oh shit, I think it was Murder on Middle Beach, I believe. Awesome documentary on HBO Max as well. So it's basically this this kid, filmmaker student. His mom was murdered back in 2010. Yes, 2010, and so. It just kind of explores uh, what went down. There's all these theories. It's a very good series. I think it's four episodes, maybe. Definitely worth the time watching. You need to check that out. And also, Happiest Season. It's on Hulu. Mm. Stars her and Mackenzie uh, Davis. Very good film. They're a couple, a lesbian couple, and one of them, uh, Mackenzie Davis' character, they're going to her parents for the holidays. They don't know she's a lesbian, so she didn't really tell her tell Kristen Stewart her you know her partner about about it till he get there Mackenzie Davis's father is running for mayor it just embodies everything in families right it's really good drama it's comedy Dan Levy's in it from Schitt's Creek it was a good film I I think you should definitely check it out it went directly to Hulu so yeah I thought that was it was really well written and great characters and uh yeah overall yeah I'd, I'd definitely watch it again so yeah that's what I have to recommend for now. And, of course, yeah, The Mandalorian. Check that out. That's it, guys. Thanks Excellent. for being on. Appreciate it. Jonah, come yeah. back anytime. Oh, please Absolutely. please plug all your cool stuff you're doing. I know you got an awesome YouTube channel with your son. Toys for all ages. We only have a couple episodes out there. But we look at so far we looked at some Star Wars toys. Kind of his take on it as a child, my take on it as a man-child. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And we do have some more sub uh, materials planned that we want to cover so sweet more to come on that but uh, yeah i'll uh hopefully the next time i'm on i'll have a new episode that i can plug so for sure for sure yeah i look forward to it i think that's that's awesome to do with your with your kid and yeah check out that youtube channel check our stuff out as well field of geeks guys thanks again i'm josh i'm mitch and i'm jonah we'll be back take care see you guys see ya yep